Welcome to Kingdom Life Church, Stellenbosch. May this life-giving word activate your faith today. I hope all of you are excited for the new year. I, I'm sure I am. I, uh, I've been praying about the new year, 2022. I hope all of you have, thinking about it, praying about it, see what God is doing. Um, but I'm excited about this. And, and as I've been meditating on so many things in the last couple of weeks, how I sat yesterday, I just had such a crazy week. On Saturday morning, I got the only, the first time I got a chance to go and sit down and close my door and pack everything together. And how God started amazing me of what He has in store for us as a church, not just for us as a church, but for you as an individual, for, for me and my wife, for our children. And I believe as I'm unpacking this today, that God will open up something in your heart today. Um, and hopefully this is not the only sermon. I'm going to unpack it as we go through this, this uh, next couple of weeks. And I um, want to be obedient to the Lord and, and know what He has to say for us as a church. Now, many people have New Year's resolutions or new goals for the year. Or maybe some of us are stuck at, at the previous stuff of last year. You can't get over that barrier. It's like, okay, are, are we can't believe it's the halfway through January already. But I like the story of this renowned painter who came to a place in his life that, that said that I need, to, I need to get a protege in my life so that I can train him up so that when I'm not here that I can at least transfer my skill in my life. And he got this young trainee in and he trained him as he went along and techniques and how he does. And, and I mean, the guy came in, he did all the work and help, and, but he did all the painting and he trained this and discipled this guy through the years. And then one year he came to the young trainee and said, okay, now the time is for you to go and paint something. And he sent him to the different room and he said, there's the canvas, there's the paint, go for it. And for, for a couple of weeks, this guy went on behind the clothes on, painted and painted. And then after a couple of weeks, he came out and he had this masterpiece, this fantastic piece of painting that was so beautiful that even the, the, the master painter looked at it and said, wow. But unfortunately, this young trainee got stuck in admiring this painting. He got stuck and it's like, man, this is amazing. And every day he just came in and he admired this amazing thing that he did. And he realized that after years of training, it paid off. Look what I've created. It's almost like Castaway. Look what I have created. It's an old joke. You have to be old enough to see all the movies. And then every day he got stuck in just coming to the office or his, the master painter's house and he just admired his painting. For weeks, he just got stuck in this. Then one morning he got there and the painting was ruined and painted over with white paint. And he was furious. He ran into the other room and to the master painter. I said, what, what did you do? He said, yes, I did that. The guys, I did that. Because of you got stuck in this one thing. And if you get stuck in this one thing, you will never see the greatness in your life. Go back and do something better. And the protege said, okay, he went back and he painted one of the greatest masterpieces the European art industry ever saw. Now, I'm not going to say all the names because it's big Greek names that I don't know, but it's actually a true story. You see, so many people get stuck in a previous 
when we are called for the glorious. Do you get that? We are getting stuck in a previous when we are called to the glorious. And we can get, we'll stay in a place where we look at the previous and look at the old things and look at this. Because God has called us for the glorious. He has called us for something greater. When you think you've reached it, God has something more for you, ten times more. See, God created us for the glorious. Now my theme for the first sermon of this year is this. Just add light. Just add light. I'm, so, I'm very excited for what God has in store for us for 2022. I hope you are as well. Maybe, yes, you've been working for a week and, oh, no, I can't believe we're starting this way. But, but there needs to be an excitement in your heart for what God is going to do this year. And I'm saying that, I'm speaking that over my life, although I don't feel that way, but as I'm getting into this, I said, Lord, you have something for us this year. Now, I know I said it in 2019 and 2020 and 2021, but God did something, although we went through some stuff, every year God did something amazing. Because I had an expectation. We had an expectation in our lives for that. Now, personally, I'm always very intrigued by Bible numerology. I don't know about if you know about what it is. But they take all the numbers in the Bibles, and it always says through the Jewish culture, they say that every number in the Bible has a prophetic meaning. It's, it's very interesting. But you need to be careful because it can go mystic very quickly. And you don't want to be mystic. You want to be sure, secure, this is what God said. But Bible numerology is amazing. It is. It's all numbers and figures and how God used numbers. And, and, but I like it. I like the prophetic seeing and the viewpoint of things. So every year I go and ask and seek the Lord. And I said, Lord, what do you have for us as a family this year? What do you have for us as a church this year? And I've been praying and thinking and walking and, and, and meditating on a bunch of stuff. And then what I also do is I go and look what people and other ministries say and do and, and post and see what the sense of, of, of the kingdom is worldwide, countrywide. It's interesting and it's all over the place. And sometimes you need to go through the clutter and say, okay, Lord, this is where we're going. So here's my sense for 2022. As pastor of, of a church and for us as a church, I sense three things that God is going to do this year. Light, seed, and glory. Now, I know it's only three words and it's only three things, but there's something very specific in every one of them. Now, today I'm only going to look at the first two and then we'll go into the glory part of it later on. But I want to speak about light and seed this morning. Light and seed. Now, it's not because we are kingdom light church that I'm speaking about light. I believe that the earth and humanity is getting darker every year. We see that. You look at, you look at social networking, you look at TV, you look at news, things are getting darker. But the thing is, when things are getting darker, the light of the kingdom is seen more. It is. We always look, oh, it's getting darker. But the darker it gets, the brighter the light gets. And that's the thing that I always remind myself. I don't care how dark it gets. The light in me and the light around us get lighter and get more exuberant. Now, if you look at the meaning of the, of the number 2022, or 22, 22, 22, it is super interesting. I mean, I love this. Do you know that 22 is such a prophetic number? It's a very prophetic number if you look at it. There's 22, now let me give you a couple of interesting facts. There's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. 
22 letters, and they used the Hebrew alphabet to write the Word of God. And if you go to the Jewish nation or the Jews in that time, the Word of God for them was a lamp that gave them light to see and understand. So if you look at the Word of God, what they communicate and speak is light. It's a light unto my feet. Do you remember the scripture, Psalm 119? It says, your, light, your word is a lamp, to my, a lamp to guide my feet and a light to my path. So if you go to the Jewish culture and the culture of that time in the word, when they spoke about the Jewish alphabet, and it, it immediately directed them to the word of God, and for them the word of God was the light that shines the way. Now if you look at scripture, the word light in the whole Bible is quoted 264 times. Now, here's where the numerology comes in. It's very interesting. And I want to go deep into it, but I want to show you just one or two things. Light, the word light, has been quoted in the Bible 264 times. And if you divide 264 times by 12, 12 months, it comes to the number 22. Light. The last words of Jesus on the cross. Did you know that it comes from Psalm 22 verse 1? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus quoted a psalm. He was connected to the word so much. Psalm 22. See, right after darkness took over, Jesus died on a cross and darkness took over. Remember? Everything got dark. For three days it was quiet. It was quiet. It was, I mean, I think there was a depressing spirit hanging in the air. But then light, the light of the world stepped up. And it came back into the picture. And up until eternity, light will be the authority over darkness. Isn't that amazing? You see, the light was so powerful that no darkness into eternity will ever have more power than light. Isn't that amazing? Look what Jesus said, said about himself in a Passion Translation. John 8, 12 says, Jesus said, I am the light of the world and those who embrace me will experience life giving light. It's one of my favorite scriptures. And then he says, and they will never, never, look at it, they will never walk in darkness. Now I just said, you know the world is getting darker? I don't care because I have the light, life giving light on the inside of me so I will never walk in darkness. So whenever I set my foot in darkness, I need to have an impact. Let me not run ahead of myself. There's something dropping in your heart. There's nothing more powerful than the light of the world, Jesus. That's why they call Jesus the light of the world. He called himself the light of the world. Now for almost two years, our world has been turned upside down by what? By a pandemic, the COVID pandemic. And the world was filled with darkness, with disaster, with fear, I can go on. And it's still going through some turmoil and darkness, more in Europe and America right now than here. But we all know that we have gone through some stuff in the last almost two years. But I truly believe that the shift is happening. I truly believe it. As I prayed about this, I felt that God says something is about to shift. Change is coming and the kingdom is moving. Now, like I said, the number 22, its prophetic meaning is light. It's light. Or, or uh, to be direct, make light manifest. 
That's the three words. Now, if you look at the word manifest, manifest means that when something just appears. So let me shorten it. It means, 22 actually means when light appears. Light will appear. Light will appear. Are we in a dark time? Guess what? Light will appear. I don't know if you made the calculations yet. But in a week's time, or in a couple of days' time, it will be exactly 22 months since we went into the first major lockdown. 22. And I believe that when we hit that 22nd month mark, light will appear. I believe that. I don't want to go doom prophet or gloom prophet. I just want to say I'm looking at the signs of what God is doing. I'm looking at the signs of what the Bible has been speaking about for years and generations and says that there is something prophetic in this year that we can't miss. What a prophetic time we are in. I believe that God's light is about to manifest more than ever. It's about to manifest in your life, your business, your children's lives, the schools in our town, wherever we go, I have an expectation that God's light will manifest wherever I've put my foot. Because I'm a light bringer. I need to shine for Him. I want to look at three little parables today and then go into our two um, words for this year. The first parable is the small little parables that Jesus speaks of in, in Mark 4. The Mark 4, 21 says the following. It says, Then Jesus asked them, Would anyone light a lamp and then put it under a basket or under a bed? Of course not. A lamp is placed on a stand where the light will shine. That's very, very interesting. Jesus gave us the basic purpose of light. So you don't, you don't switch on a light and put it under something. The purpose of light is to shine. Now I know we spoke about light before and it's part of our values and, and what we do. But the purpose of light is to shine in the darkness where you can't see. You use a light to see. That's the purpose. But not just to shine, but to make an impact in darkness. Remember that. Light is there to make an impact in darkness. See, Jesus knew it was a prophetic calling over Israel as a nation to be the light to other nations. Did you know that? If you go through all the scriptures, all the prophecies, Isaiah, all those Old Testament prophecies, that it says that the nation of Israel, which includes us, when Jesus died on the cross, it was not just the nation of Israel, it was all humanity. It was a prophetic calling of our lives that said, you as a light need to make an impact on all nations around you. Isn't that powerful? Jesus said in Matthew 5.14, he says, you are the light of the world. He said about himself, I am the light, but then he turned around in Matthew 5 and he said, but I need you to remember, not I'm not just the light of the world, you are the light that will take the light to the world. Jesus also called his followers, us. He called us those who bring light. The light of, or to light up the world. Now this is Mark 4.21. Let's go to Mark 4.22. Sound familiar? Now it's amazing, when I prepped this, I realized, oh my goodness, Mark 4, 4 is 2 times 2, 22. <laughs> this is like, okay, Lord, you're saying something to us. So Mark 4, 22, look how prophetic it is. For everything that is hidden 
will eventually be brought into the open and everything secret will be brought into the light. I've said this for so many times. I said, God with this pandemic is about to expose the darkness and the evil of this world. He's about, no, I'm not, I don't want to be, you know me, I'm not a doom and gloom prophet and I'm not this, but there's something that stands out in this. See, Jesus said that everything that is hidden have a purpose. And what is that purpose? The purpose is to be, uh, what's the word, to be revealed. God hides something with a purpose to reveal it at one season or one stage. That's what he said. Now, most biblical scholars say that he's talking about the revelation of the word being revealed in our heart, and it is in our hearts. But I saw something specific for us for this year in the scripture. See, when we step into the darkness, or when we step into dark moments, or into something, God, man, light in our lives will reveal the truth. In this year, when we step into darkness, when we step into places where it is dark, there will be a revelation of light through your life, through our lives, through the church, through the kingdom of God. That's why I believe that this is, we're entering a season where we're going to see more of the glory of God than ever before. More of His presence. But we also need to realize that God will so many times hide the truth till the right season. And I've, I mean, I've asked in this pandemic, I said, Lord, we've gone through this pandemic and we, people are dying, people are suffering. Why don't you show us what you are doing? And I read the scripture and, it, and, and I realized that God hides something for a purpose, to reveal it at the right time. And I believe, I'm telling you this, I, I believe we're entering a season where God is about to reveal some things. Not just here, worldwide. Maybe in your lives. Maybe he's going to reveal something to you personally where he wants to shine his light on it and say, I want you to sort that out. I want you to change in this. I want you to grow in this. As the light shines in the darkness, we will make an impact. See, I believe we are entering that season where the light of the kingdom will increase all over. All over. See, God is about to reveal the kingdom's secrets that the heaven has been waiting for, for generations. Now verse 23 to 25 speaks about the more you hunger for it, this revelation, the more it will be revealed to you. How hungry are you for more revelation? How hungry are you for more light to shine in places that I need the revelation? The more hungry you are, go and read, you can go and read verse 23, 24, 25. You're speaking about the measure. The measure you use will be a measure back to you. And I know we use it for, for finances, but, but he's speaking about the word being revealed in our hearts. Now that's a question for us all this new year. How hungry will you be for the light to shine in the darkness through your life? Are we hungry enough to see the truth being revealed and that, life, or that light to make that impact in and through our lives. That's what I pray constantly. I said, Lord, may the light that you have given me make an impact in my life and through my life. That wherever I go, that the light will make an impact. Now the second thing that God spoke to me about was seed. First light and then seed. Now look at the scripture if you go on to verse 26, Mark 4. Next little parable. He says, Jesus also said, 
The kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, while he sleeps or awake, the seed sprouts and growth grows, but he does not understand how it happens. The earth produces the crops on its own. Uh, sorry, the earth produces the crops on its own. First the leaf blade pushes through, then the head of, of weeds are formed, and finally the grain ripens. As soon as the grain, grain is ready, the farmer comes and harvests it with a sickle, sickle, for the harvest time has come. There's so much in that two, two three uh, verses. Now a seed is one of those things that you know that a seed is one of the things that cannot be made by man. A seed. Think about it. We can harvest seeds, but I cannot make a seed from nothing. It is one of that miracles of creation. If you go to Genesis 1.11, it says that God gave trees that gave seeds, and that was their purpose. That's why we need a plant first, because it's not the chicken and egg thing. This is, you need a plant to get a seed. But there's also a seed first, but God created the plant first to give us seed. Now, seeds are the only thing that cannot be made by man. A seed gives life, but it can also reproduce itself as it were created. Now, yes, I know people can nowadays manipulate seeds and grow different kind of flowers, and it's quite amazing, but they cannot make a seed. That's the great mystery to man. That's what the scriptures speak about. It's a great mystery. How does this thing come up? And it's just an absolute miraculous way of things, of how God created this thing. Now, when a seed is planted and we put it into the ground, it is surrounded by darkness and dirt. Am I right? Dirt and darkness. And in that moment when the seed are planted, something happens. Now, it's important to know that the seed has all the nutri nutrients that it needs to form and break ground. Like that little picture there. That little seed has all the nutrients, everything it needs. You remember we did a, a series on potential a couple of months ago? In that seed is the potential not of an apple, but of an apple orchard. That's the potential of the seed. God created that seed with more of the nutrients, more of everything it needs, to become glorious. Now, the process where the seed forms and starts to grow, we call germinate. Remember that? Now, don't come and crucify me if I'm, uh, if I'm wrong and if you are a, a botanist and, a, and all those uh, zoologists and whatever gists it is. But it is, I mean, Google usually is right. <laughs> but it's a process we call germinate. Now, for the seed to start germinating, guess what it needs to happen? It needs to die. Now, I read about that because it always intrigued me because Jesus said about, he actually quoted it, the seed has to die, and then and, and he used it prophetically as well. But the seed has to die, and if you go through all the botany stuff, it says the seed actually doesn't die. But the reason they say it dies, it's because the seed gives up everything it has to start growing. Isn't that powerful? For the seed to grow and to start germinating, it needs to give up everything, all its nutrients, all its attributes, everything, so that there can be growth. I love that. It's such a prophetic picture for us as believers. 
How many believers sit with a life-changing seed in their lives, that life-changing seed, that life-changing potential, but they're not willing to leave their comfort zones? They're not willing to give up that little comfort that I have for God to do great things in their lives. In the dark moments of our lives, we, we more than ever need to aim and reach out for the light. It will cost us to give up some things in our lives and to have an everlasting effect on our lives. When we give that stuff up and say, Lord, I want to give you an opportunity to grow my life, to do something through me. Now see, if, we, if the seed doesn't break ground, guess what? It will physically die. Why? Why? Because the seed needs the sunlight. you get it? The seed needs the light. If the seed do not get the light or get to the light, it dies. It dies. There's one little principle that I want you to grab this morning for this year. The moment when the seed germinates and connects with the power of light, whew, something supernatural happens. I mean, I read, the, I read article upon article and said, what happens when a seed breaks through the ground and when a little first leaf actually comes down and it connects with the sunlight? That actually says, it says when a seed, when a plant grows out, that the plant sees the light. It's incredible. So when I plant my, my seed here next to, in the shade, guess what will happen? It will grow towards the light. We all know that. It's amazing. A seed needs light to get to the potential what the seed is. It's the same with us as believers. The seed in our lives needs the light of God every day. It needs the, the light of God for that seed in my life to have an impact on the world. But see, so many people sit with seeds in their lives to do incredible things, but they're not willing to come close to the presence of God. They don't, they don't come close to the light of the, the world. We need Jesus in our lives. And when we're in the darkest moments of our lives, we need that light more than ever. We need it. See, we need His presence in our lives, and it helps our seeds of greatness to germinate and grow into a fearless sons and daughters of God. That's amazing, something amazing what the light does to a seed. It just, just keep coming back to me. He said, Lord, please don't, don't let me have seeds in my life and I'm not letting the, the light of God shine on that things this year. Because when I miss that, I'm missing the potential what God wants to do through my life. Now God has given us seeds to make an impact in the world. But guess what? He has also made us seeds. He has given me seeds to make an impact. Sometimes my word is a seed into people's lives. Sometimes my giving is a seed into someone's life. Sometimes my caring and loving is seeds into their life. But do you know what? God has also made me a seed. Because when I step into a relationship, I am a seed of change. Does it make sense? This is very important. People, you, you know, you, all of us know people like that who has been a seed into your life. 
people who stepped into the toughest times in your life that actually made a change. People came into your life where you needed love and support the most, and they were there. They were like a seed of God into your life. And we need to realize that God has made me a seed. He's not just given me a seed, He's made me a seed to make impact. When I plant myself into that position and that job that God has given me, that means that I am a seed in that place. And as that seed starts germinating as I connect with the power of God and the presence of God, man, people's going to sometimes going to start eating some fruit in my life. And goodness, we need good fruit in our lives for people to taste the goodness of God. I'm hoping I'm speaking to someone here today. Now we need two more things, and I know light is the most important things, but a seed needs two more things, and I know there's probably more, but, but our God spoke to me. There's two more things that a seed needs that is very important for us to have a lasting effect. Firstly, the seed needs water. And water is the word of God in my life. You can't go around and say, Lord, I need the light, yay, but there's no word in my life. You can run from presence to presence to conference to conference from, to, yeah, I just need the presence of them. You get those people. And it's amazing. I've been one of them when I was a student. Man, I just want the fires to fall. I just want people to pray and people to, I mean, it's just a holy party, big mess, and it's just fantastic. Then I realized that I can run from presence to presence to party to church service, and I don't have some word in my life. Then I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to see the fruit that I want to see in my life. A seed needs water. He needs the word of God in my life. That's why we sit together in discipleship meetings and coffee and, and fellowship where we speak word in our lives. Say, what does that word mean for you? Let's grapple on that thing. Let's, let's germinate that seed of the word in my life. We need the water of the word. So if we don't set, saturate ourselves with the living word, then the seeds in our lives will be powerless to have an impact. Powerless. I want to have powerful seeds. I need word in my life. Let's make sure that our daily water that we get for our seeds man, is strong word in our lives. I remember when I was a young man, I didn't know how to get revelation, how to read the word. And I just thought, well, then I'm just going to wash myself with the word. I'm just going to read. I didn't understand 99% of it, but I just read the word. And after, after a week or two, I said, man, I'm actually starting to like this. And then, ooh, I see something that I haven't seen before. Because I started watering that seed. God started enlightening that new revelation. Then the second thing that's very important is fertilizer. We need a community to add ourselves with. It's very important. If you want to grow in God, you need a community around you. You need people that loves you, sometimes offend you, sometimes just come in and care and come in when you need them the most. We need that community in our lives. We need that. But it's important to make sure that this fertilizer is organic. It is godly. Because sometimes it can get chemical. Do you know? If you get chemical fertilizers and you mix that in, it kills the plant on the long run. And I probably could have been in places where I went to a rabbit trail and I went into revelations that wasn't really biblical. If I didn't have friends and community that grabbed me and said, whoa, where are you going? Let me just paint a picture for you. If you go down there, this is where you're going to end up. Thank God for those men and women in my lives 
who help me to work in the right fertilizer around my seed. We need the community in our lives. We need people that can speak the truth in love. We need people that can love us unconditional. Sometimes people that frustrate you because God wants to teach you patience. <laughs> That's the power of community, and we know we've spoken about that so many times. I want to give you each a, a small gift this morning. Mana, if you can quickly hand that out. I want to find mine. I can't remember where it is. And I really felt that I want to give you something as we start the year. Now, what you have in your hand is seed. Normal, basic seed. Are you going to add light to it? Or are you going to leave it in the darkness? What are you going to do with the light or the seed in your life this year? See, if you look at this packet of seeds, let me ask you a question. How can you make sure this seed in your life will make an impact in 2022? Because I know this is simple, but you've got some spiritual seeds in your life, each and every one of us. How am I going to make sure that the seeds in my life and through my life and me as a seed will make an impact? So I don't know about you, but I don't want to sit with a packet of seeds that doesn't make impact. I want to plant a seed, and I want to see that thing grow. I want to plant a seed in tough, hard ground where I'm, I'm planted, and I want that thing to grow because my God is greater than anything else. He can plant a seed in stone, and it will grow if it has a purpose. Are you willing to plant the seed? Are you willing to trust God with more? Will you stay and hide in the darkness of the comfort zone of the dirt? Because it's a comfortable place. Or will you let God, God's light empower you and the seed in your life so that you will see more? I want to end with this scripture. Mark 4, 30, two verses on. Or one verse on, it says, Jesus said, how can I describe the kingdom of God? What story should I use to illustrate it? It is like a mustard seed planted in the ground. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of all garden plants. It grows long branches and birds can nest. Uh, sorry, birds can make nests in its shade. See, it doesn't matter how big or how small your seed is. It doesn't matter how significant or insignificant you feel the seed in your life is. It all comes down to the faith you have. What faith do you have for this seed to grow? That's why the word says, a mustard seed smallest of all, but if you plant this thing in faith, it becomes the biggest. Now I know there's, there's a lot of revelation out of that scripture, but that's what I want to leave with you this morning is, do you have faith for 2022? And if you have faith for 2022, then the seeds in your life will make an impact no matter where you go, no matter where you plant yourself, no matter what you do or how insignificant you feel or how insecure you feel, the seeds will grow and germinate. And when it hits the light, man, God's going to amaze you. I can't wait. Lord, send me into the darkest of dark so that my light that you've given me, when my seed germinates and hits that light, man, people's lives will change. That's what I trust God. I trust God for, for our church to be a light, a city on a hill, a light in the darkness where people can walk in and be loved. 
not be religiously judged, but be loved as they grow and mature and change. Man, if I think the day I walked into church, first day when I left my parents' house, and I think now I can go to church on my own. I walked into church. I was a mess. But some guys and friends had the guts enough to love me without judging me. And some, somewhere along the line, the seeds started germinating. Man. And then when I sat in that connect groups and I heard testimonies and I saw God doing miracles and I see Him move, when, I hit the, when that seed hit the light, man, something amazing happened. And I trust God this, week, this, this year that we will see more of Him. We'll see more of Him that our lives will be saturated with presence and the light of God. See, without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's impossible to please Him. You can have the greatest seed in, in the world. Without faith, it's in the ground. I need to have faith. Lord, I have faith that you're going to do something amazing through my life this year. Let's break through the darkness together this year. Let's break through the darkness together this year. No matter what the news says, or what this says, or what this... I say one thing. This pandemic is over. I'm speaking life over it. I'm speaking that no matter if it gets darker, I know there's a lot of other variables. I can't just say this and that happens. And a lot of preachers get into a big trouble because of that. But, but I'm saying prophetically, it says you can call those things that is not as of though they are. And all of us can prophetically call the light to come into the darkness. Remember, 2022, 22, light appear. I don't care how dark it is. The light is appearing. The light is growing. The kingdom is moving. Are you ready? Are you ready for the light to shine from your life? Let's stand together and I want to pray. Let's put our hands on our hearts and let's pray together. Father, we thank you today. We thank you that you are in control, Father. No matter how dark it is around us, no matter how insignificant we feel, no matter how insecure we are in the place we are, no matter how much we are in a comfort zone, Lord, you are greater than anything this world has ever seen. And when you stepped out of that grave, Father, you have conquered darkness. You have conquered death. You have conquered sin. You knew whatever will happen into eternity. And we proclaim this morning that we trust you, Father. We trust you with our lives. We trust you with our finances. We trust you with our children. We trust you with our works, with our businesses, with our, with, Lord, just everything we are involved in, we trust you. And Lord, we take the seeds as a prophetic thing today. And every time we look at it, Lord, we're going to trust you and say, Lord, I pray that you, your light will hit the seed in my life and that we will see the light of God in everything, in everything. No matter how dark the moment is, you're in right now. No matter how jobless you feel or how insecure you feel, no matter where you're at, God has given you something to shine and to make an impact. We thank you, Jesus, for great miracles this year for great things to do, Lord, for mighty miracles in and through this church, through our lives, into other lives.
Lord, we will stand amazed and know that you are amazing. That the light will shine in the darkness. I really sense that if you're here this morning and you're running your own business or you're starting a business or you're a business owner that no matter how tough it was in the last couple of years that I feel that God is going to move exponentially upon that. Exponentially. And that there's going to be moments where you feel that, Lord, I can't do this. This is too much, too fast, too this, too that. And God just said, do you trust the power of the light on the seed? Just trust me. Trust the power of the light on the seed because something supernatural happened. When something supernatural happened, it means that your natural way can't unexplain it. Can't explain it. Just, just give over and say, Lord, just place your super on my natural and amaze me. Thank you for making an impact, Father, in that moment, in that areas. You remind me, you're going to remind me of this day. The business is going to explode because you've let the light of God into it. You've let the light of God into, maybe if you're not just running your own business, if you're in part of a business or a company or something that you, how God's going to let the light of the kingdom through you into that place. And there's going to be an exponential move because of that. Whatever your hand touches will become green and gold Lord we call upon that we praise your name we proclaim your goodness in everything may your joy comes and just saturate us this year in Jesus name Amen Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon for more detail visit www.klcstellenbosch.co.za 